my spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello. Happy Halloween. Welcome to episode 30 of your favorite podcast, paperkeg.com. Check it out. 30 episodes. I mean... It's it's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, I think uh, we really owe it to one man, Just Dave, sitting in. Second week in a row, possible replacement host for Jonesy Loves Beer. At this point? Word. Center Square. Whoopee. Um, welcome to the show. Paper Keg, uh, if you've not heard of it, shame on you, first of all. Agreed. Um, we talk about comics, industry news. We do a roundtable, you know, what we're reading. Uh, we do a book club. Book. What's the book this week, Dale? Dracula. Oh, oh, oh. One time for the killers. The complete Dracula from Dynamite. And then we'll get into your letters. Got some this week. You know, we got some. We're going to read them. That's what we do. I'm going to read them to you. On um, this, the 30th episode. That voice you heard, uh, he's been a staple on the show for a very long time. He does the super popular articles on the website, the Paper Keg Team Up. Team Up. Paper Keg Team Up. With at Mandy Boo, Dale underscore A. Thanks for being here. It is uh, good to be here. I got I usually get my bag of candy snatched from little kids, so I'm just better off hiding in this basement anyway. You know, we haven't heard any limp jokes in a while. A few no, weeks. I gotta write some good ones. Sir. I'm just they're just kind of used up. Of limp, uh, he's back on the show. He was once a highly regarded historian in the DCU. He is now a TV star with Yes Hello. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need us anymore. Yeah, he does this for pocket change. Pocket um, he is Mark Farrington. Speaking of limp. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah. Word on the street. Uh, we you know we read internet message boards dedicated to the show. You know word gets around. I see. You know all of the female hentai anime fans at Comic Con. That's right. Been they able to comment. They see you strutting around. You know uh, with your tight jeans and my codpiece. If you didn't, if you hadn't used so many of them in your adventures, that they wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, well, good times were had by y'all. Um, you know we want to you know we want to wish Jonesy a big send off. From Paper Keg, we had a good run, thirty episodes. We we saw something special in one man. Wanted to bring him back. You know, he has perfected the art of, of growing a beard, growing a beard, reading <laughs> sexy comics, and Bob and sharing the love with our listeners, our friends of the show. Jonesy's permanent replacement <laughs> this week and the future, perhaps. Just Dave. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being the only person I know to find something special in me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some news right now. Spooky news? We can get into... That's racist. 
right? You want to just... You look, it's I'm tired of saying things that you guys misconstrue as racist. I don't think... Was it the, what episode was it where you were... It was Buffy Keg. I, I remember it very well. <laughs> you knew what I was going to bring up. Um, let's get into some, some TV news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little character called The Punisher. I think one of Mark's favorite all-time characters. Um, the Punisher, you know, he's... All right, something just blew up. I didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, I didn't know it was going to happen. Can we can we make a statement that Get Mark, out. <laughs> Mark has notifications? He just got an iPhone. Welcome to 2007, Mark. <laughs> um, he just got an iPhone. He's got an iPad. He's got notifications turned on on both devices. Oh, my God. They're just... And do you have a third device that it goes off on? Blackberry. The Blackberry. He's got a Blackberry. So if you you know comment on one of his his uh, reverse trolling facebook posts <laughs> right he will get notified thrice he's using one of those devices uh, with his toes right now because he's only got two hands <laughs> uh marvel is is pushing the punisher as a tv series you know it's been wildly successful in the movie biz oh absolutely wow. so, taking off so they're going to bring it to the the small screen your thoughts dale on this news the I just don't know. I mean, it's. I look at the Blade series that they attempted. I can only imagine this goes. There was a Blade TV series. Yeah, yeah. on FX. On FX, they it was only like last two or three episodes. Was Michael Jai White Blade? No, a, but it was another black guy. Was very similar. I love him. Very similar in uh, MJW, as we call him. Um, Michael Jai White's going to be actually the Punisher for the castle. <laughs> So. You heard it here first, folks. Breaking, <laughs> Breaking news. news. He's back. He is back. Um, Dale is back. I don't know what they're thinking. What it's channel what? is it going to be on? ABC uh, or Fox. Uh, no, uh, it's not. Yeah, it's Fox. The, the storyline evidently is essentially Fox. Dexter. So he's going to be a cop that moonlights as yeah, the Punisher. Yeah, what channel is Dexter on? Showtime. You it's gotta, a cable it's gotta movie. Be on a pay channel. I think it would be on. I don't think. And violence I don't know if it would be on network. Nudity. Yeah, I don't know if it would be on network show. I'd say FX at least. It's got to be. I think FX. Yeah. FX usually can get away with pushing the if, limits. If Fox is in the running, I think they would have to put it on FX. FX yeah. is like King with Nip Tuck and Sons of Anarchy and all that. I think that's it'd be a good yeah. front runner for a Punisher type show. But I, it's the Punisher. I mean, I just don't. It's gonna be awful. I, well, I yeah, believe. You, I mean, like you've already proven in the movies twice that that doesn't translate well. I don't know why you think right. TV is gonna. I like be the uh, second. Slash third movie, the Warzone. War Journal. Was it Warzone or War Journal? I think it was Warzone. War <laughs> I liked the. I gotta see that. Yeah, actually, Pat told me that was. Good. You haven't seen that see, yet. I haven't seen it yet. I, there's yeah, like there's a couple. Of, there's a one of the characters is really odd, and it makes for some <laughs> no, awkward scenes. Know, Pat, the reason I didn't see it is because Pat told me, a friend of ours, yeah, friend of the friend show, of ours, yeah. I'm sorry. He watched it. I asked him how it was, and he said, after the first five minutes. I was I was wondering to myself if there was anyone left for him to kill. <laughs> yeah. So I just figured it was going to be a bloodbath and with no real story, so I, yeah. I skipped it. This one was very close to the comics as you could get, meaning cool. he pretty much killed everybody. And I'm pretty insane for saying this, but I like the Thomas Jane Punisher. You can get out now. I, I liked it for all its flaws. I thought it was all right, too. I, I, I kind of liked it. The trailer was really cool. You know, the little Michael. acoustic guitar and the guy, yeah. like Johnny Cash, singing. Oh, yeah. and, and the movie was horrendous. Shut your mic off. It was like PG-13. It had a wrestler it like in it. I thought you would have loved Kevin it. Kevin Nash. Yeah. There was a storyline like in, like in the wrestling that he had a hair versus hair match. 
Yeah, that's how I got the haircut. Oh, is that right? Little known fact, toyed for it. <laughs> it is. Was that the same? Was that the same event that uh, RoboCop rescued Sting out of the steel cage? <laughs> oh my God, it's one of the greatest videos of all time on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you Google WCW videos '80s, and oh, everything man. is tremendous. There's there's one guy that. Uh, I can't remember his name, but his costume was like him in a stormtrooper mask. I think it was Earthquake, the big fat guy. And his big entrance was him busting through a wall, and he tripped. So he came through the wall, and his mask fell off, tumbled forward. This was like live television pay-per-view. Oh, and it, it like ruined that guy's career oh, after that. Man. So, I mean, what else happened in WCW? That was, I think, uh, i trying to think of what other uh, guest stars they had. In the 80s, anything went. Right. Let's do a wrestling podcast. The mountains of cocaine backstage. Oh, oh God. my Lord. God love them. Who was the guy who fell from like, Owen Hart? Uh, Owen Hart. Why do you got to take it there? Why? I was, I was avoiding that like the plague. Nobody went there. Really? Uh, Nobody went there. Really, uh, I went there. I drove there. Pretty much the darkest uh, spot in wrestling, and Mark just went right for yeah. it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. wait. Depression uh, historian. Of dark, He's the guy that laughed at the gas chamber dark scene Knight in uh, Captain America. has a new video game. He wait, does. Wait. Let's talk about that. He does have that. Real quick, though, while we're on oh, the TV geez, news, no, okay. Okay. Right. Marvel yeah. also announced back in New York some of their other television shows going to the small screen. Mm-hmm. You've got Jessica Jones, alias by Bendis, Next. getting a live a- adaptation. We have got Cloak and Dagger, we've got the Hulk coming back, and we've got Mockingbird. So Terrible. Marvel is on their way to try to pump out as much material onto the small screen as possible within 2012-13. We'll see. You know, they're, they're laying off staff left and right. Yeah, they are. Know, they can mm. afford it. They are. Hmm. They are laying off staff. So The Dark Knight. Arkham City. Great Arkham game. City is out. Uh, what does everybody think? So far, I was Great loving game. it until short. Just Dave shattered it for me this weekend, telling me I will beat it in twelve hours. I mean, twelve hours is kind of long. I thought that's the, pretty good. Aren't the short games campaign. like six hours these days? Yeah, because oh. they're so such such fluff and filler that mm-hmm. yeah, twelve hours is a is a pretty good campaign. I mean, you could probably get more out of it with the side missions. Yeah, you got to do the side yeah, missions. Yeah, well, Dave. yeah, obviously. I'm I mean, probably three hours in. I started suffering from like. Eye fatigue and hand fatigue, like the combat buttons. I was just, yeah. my hands started wearing out quick, and my eyes. That I mean, it's a beautiful game. It's probably one of the most beautiful games out there. Hmm. Just the shading or something. My eyes were starting to give out on me. Really? Maybe it was the whiskey talking. I Maybe. hate the combat in that game because it's all button mashing. It's well timed button mashing. I don't yeah. feel like there's any real skill to it. Yeah, yeah. It's either X or Y or square or triangle right. if you're PS3. I thought the whole game was like mostly stealth. And that is that incorrect? Am I incorrect in that? That's incorrect. Mm, it I, is incorrect. It I depends feel like on t- how you want to play it. I mean, you, you mm. can kind of play it more that way if you want to. Arkham Asylum was really stealth based. This stealth is just a bonus here. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's certainly opportunities to be stealthy, but if you're when you're out beating the streets, you know, walking running the into ladies of the night. Yeah, ladies of the night or street ladies as a walk. <laughs> is Wait. Catwoman a lady of the night in that game, or is she kind of just a? She's just straight. Yeah, she's got the cleave out. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's her, cool. yeah, her story cool. weaves in about, and out. What about Nightwing? Any, have you been Nightwing yet or Robin? No. Not yet. No, The I saw the gameplay videos of those, and they look amazing. Really? Really? Yeah. What's great yeah. about it, too, is they've got some of the voice alum from the Batman and the DCU, Paul Dini-verse, or Bruce Timverse. So you've got Kevin Conroy as Batman. Oh, that's the best. You've got Corey Burton back. Reprising some of his role or picking up, I guess he was a I Superman. I know who that is Luke Skywalker as the Joker. Yep, in his final 
roll until he runs out of money. Question mark? I mean, what, what we talked about this in the pre-show. What else is he doing for money, Mark Hamill? You know what he was pushing at the NYCC? Some lame-ass comic. Tea? Oh, he's doing his own book. Some lame indie book. Well, when that's like, fails, it reminded me of like William reading. Shatner's Tech Wars. Like he didn't have anything to do with it, but his name is on it. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember the title? It was like Tech Tech, tech Battles, Tech Battles, <laughs> Tech Combat. <laughs> Mark I, Hamill's Tech Combat. I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. I'm sure everyone does, but you know, after a while, I'm sure he's just kind of tired of doing the voice. After 19 years on that one role, he's the only voice I hear. Years. Wow. I started in 92. Throat, his yeah, throat has to have polyps yeah, or something. It's, it's, yeah, just to get your voice like that can't be pleasant all yeah. the time. He's the one voice I hear whenever I read a Joker comic. Yeah. It's well, Mark Hamill's with the Batman. Yeah, exactly. With, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like every show I do that. Yeah. Fat fingers. Um, let's get into some comic talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. There, is everyone? I'll start it off. Did you guys read comics? Please. Anybody read comics this Slim. week? What are you reading? What am <laughs> I reading? Just Dave. I'm going to start it off with uh, something Jonesy would probably pick. Ugh. All right, go ahead. Now, you know what? I'll change, <laughs> you're you're just change gears. You're cupping your lips around. Just say the word. <laughs> I'll change. You know what? Let's change it. You know, as I'm obviously highly regarded. Just save that for next round. Highly regarded as... Uh, the DC is touring the show now it's, uh, by two or, pretty, or three people. Um, it's a known fact. So I'm going through the back issues, you know, in the Comicsology app. All two months ago, um, and I decided to read some more Scott Snyder. You know, he's the he's now the he's like the Bendis of the DCU. Everyone adores him. Yeah, he's adorable. That's a that's a good analogy. Um, the, he's doing one book. One book? One book. Can a case in point why you are no longer the yeah. DC historian, I mean, my this friend. Guy, he's doing detective and... Oh, I mean, two strikes. He's not even doing detective. Oh, yeah, Tony Daniels on that. Oh, now. my Lord. Batman's on it. You are, I don't even know you anymore. You know what? Keep going. He's this... a mess. He's addicted to pills like Lynn from Parker. <laughs> I can't let it go. I missed my title. Can we move forward from the most embarrassing segment of your life? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, Scott Snyder, who's doing Swamp Thing and Batman, uh, did a little book called Gates of Gotham. My vampire. With a friend of his. American vampire. Um, and American vampire, that's correct. So this is a book about, uh, this This took place when Dick Grayson was Batman, and uh, it flashes back to the beginning of Gotham uh, when they were building the city. So Alan Wayne is working with, you know, the Cobblepots and the Elliots as you know, the upper echelon of the city back then, and uh, they work to you know build. A, they're working with a um, contractor, Gates is his name, to build out the city. You know, he's got plans for skyscrapers and all this stuff, and and the bridges that connect uh, the city. And it tells the dark history of you know how those those buildings and the bridges were constructed, and uh some betrayals between the families and who's involved in now coming back and blowing up the gates of Gotham b- bridges uh, it's a mystery at this point and they don't know who's doing it so um Dick Grayson as Batman is racing to not only uncover the secrets of Gotham along with Red Robin and the team uh but to find out you know who's doing it now great stuff uh, i think it was like five issues you know it wasn't it was just his own little thing gates of Gotham five issue miniseries um some really great scenes um, right after the you know the bridge explodes and Dick is too late to stop the bridge from exploding and he's in like the kind of the bat boat underwater, you know and they're discussing how to 
how to prevent it from happening again. And there's a cool scene where he looks up and he sees like, you know, 60 dead bodies floating above the bat boat underwater from the explosion. Hmm. Pretty wow. cool scene. I highly recommend it. It's in the app. Check it out. I like it. The DC app. The comics app. Digital. Books. Let's. Downloading. Let's, uh, let's move on to none other than Mark Farrington. I want to wake him up real quick. I don't know what to go with. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Justice League number two. You know what? That's a lightning round book. Oh, Amazing geez. Spider-Man number 671. Part 5 of Spider Island. Here we have Spider-Man has just figured out who is the mastermind behind it. The Queen, a character Paul Jenkins created from his run on Spectacular. Spoilers. Amazing Spider-Man historian over here. Yeah. (laughs) He's got to have something. Everybody in Manhattan who has gotten spider powers is turning into giant spiders. Gross. Spider-Man got his spider sense back. And... We are teased with an image of him fighting side by side with Mary Jane, who now has spider powers. Yes. It's good. I've had my fun. Sex Ready for it to end because so much has come out of this that I'm so waiting to see. come out of your mouth right now. Waiting for it to end. It. Waiting for it to end. Yeah. I had my fun. A lot has come out of this that's going to give potential for Spider-Man stories. I like how his supporting cast has now had powers, so inadvertently they understand Peter a little bit more. Case in point, there's a couple panels where Mary Jane's going, you know what, I get it. The great power, the great responsibility, I get you, Peter. Yeah, that was all like the first two pages. She she had this like soliloquy. Right. And then she was gone for the rest of the issue. She's on the G-Dam cover, you know? Yeah. Strutting her stuff in those high socks, and she's in like two and a half pages. Get out of here with this damn slot. Get out of here. What's going on with the... The nerdy girlfriends. He's still Carly with... Cooper. Yeah, she turned into a giant spider, but she—they're still together. <laughs> they're still together. <laughs> they're He's keeping still... it. Sounds so silly. <laughs> yeah, powering through adversity. Good to see. Good I to also see. liked how J. Jonah Jameson had spider powers for a little bit. The guy who's hated Spider-Man since he's been around now can inadvertently understand the rush he gets from being Peter. Are you a a devout Dan Slott fanboy? Can... No, no, right. no. I appreciate him. In my mind, he's turning into a for me definitive Spider-Man writer. Mm. I like it. You're, he's he's you, amazing. You love Dan Slott. I do. I I just I mean I love Spider-Man, and uh, I don't. There's no reason for me to hate Dan Slott on when he's on Spider-Man. Love hmm. it. Love it. Interesting. Umberto Ramos. Oh, he said it. Your boy. You just. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mary Jane being on the cover? And I then just, only being in two pages of the book. I just did the Spanish equivalent of rising in my pants just now when you said that. <laughs> El Rizo Pantalones. Uh, Mary Jane on the cover was uh, was awesome. I mean, it was beautiful. It's, like, it's your new background, Is that the, I is think, that the right? background? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a new background. Yeah, the old iPad there. <laughs> Check it out. Oh, mama. My, my lady saw it the other day. And she's like, what's this? I'm like, that's chill, That's baby. your Halloween costume, chill. baby. That's right. <laughs> Um, uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a iconic picture. I mean that that is second to J. Scott Campbell, uh, Black Cat, wearing it... Spider Man's shirt. Oh, man. mm-hmm. What does he do now? Like J. Scott Campbell doesn't really draw anything outside of pinup covers. And has he gotten to the point where he can just lay back on his Gen Thirteen stuff? Or... I think he's doing uh, Mark Hamill's tech battles. <laughs> What was J. Scott Campbell's big property? Was it Danger Girl? Dan- uh, Spy Dan- Boy? 
I don't making know what spy. What is going on? Spy man. Bug me. I think he did a lot of the undercover man. Wasn't was it cliffhanger? It might be. I'm pretty sure he made some cash back in the day. I think they all made cash out of their properties back then, and he's probably still living on because he doesn't do anything now. No, uh, he just does yeah. Spider-Man covers and you know 500 anniversary spreads for Spider-Man. <laughs> he's like Parker from last week's program. He only works when he needs. Yeah, money. and then his, exactly. when his funds get low, yeah, he yeah. does you know an anniversary cover. <laughs> I mean, he's got talent. Danger girl. Danger girl. Can you is our intern wiki wikiing J. Scott Campbell? See what else he he can lend his name to. Yep, should I be got him on it. First paragraph should Intern's say his, his big fingers. names. <laughs> he was doing stuff with Nintendo, apparently. Oh, he's like a Joe Mad. Yeah, Joe Mad. I left the business for like a decade doing miscellaneous video game business, yeah. and I don't think a game ever came out. What a waste of time. They probably paid him money to oodles of money though. Yeah, development. Actually, deals. no, I think the game was like Dark Child or Dark something or other. Nothing really there of note. It just says he did a bunch of covers. All right. Okay, Dale. Underscore a. What are you reading? X Men, Regenesis, One Shot, Colon Schism Number Six, Colon Pre, Post Schism, Colon X Men Reboot. <laughs> Uh, did you guys read this X-Men? Yes. Regenesis? Yep. Great. It is a great book. I think they should have called it X-Men Schism Number 6, but I ain't mad at you. Um, nice. It is a a deep, deep, deep explanation as to um, how the two teams are splitting up, their reasoning for going with uh, Scott or Logan and... Um, and it just it basically hits a, a lot of the roster of the X-Men. I mean, all the kids, all the uh, ex-kids on Utopia, some uh, you know, some classic X-Men characters that um haven't been around at least not in the main event books because I don't read the other X-Men books maybe uh-huh. until the reboot. Um but it's a nice setup. It's a it's a, it's really well done like um it's almost ceremonial in a way where uh, Logan and Scott are dressed up in this like savage garb and they're kind of fighting around a fire and the the X-Men that take sides are like standing on one side of the fire on Logan's side or on Scott's side with like little fire torches mm-hmm. and stuff. It's really ceremonial that way and, and kind of cool because, uh, you know, they'll go they'll flash back to where that particular character made their decision on which team they were going to go on. And then they would flash to the the savage fire dance of savagery, and uh, <laughs> they would uh, be standing on on their respective side of the fire. I love this issue. It was so good. Everything. And it, it's kind of uh, I can see they probably couldn't work it, you know, to come out at the same time. But it's definitely takes place almost in between, or it takes place during Schism Number Five. Mm-hmm. You could almost say because. Come X Men uh, Schism number five, Logan's already in um, New York in Westchester at the X Mansion with the team, and now they're kind of go back to Utopia where they're dancing around the fire again, and uh, and X people are taking sides. But yeah, great a great book. Loved it, and I can't wait for Wolverine and the X Men. Wolverine and the X Men. I think that might be out when this show posts. I think what November second, so in two days maybe. Something maybe like something maybe. I think the first week is Wolverine and the X Men, and then Uncanny. Uncanny X Men. Nobody yeah. wants to read that 
Scott Summers is a loser. Did you see that roster? Lame. Yeah, nobody cares. Incredible book. And what I also liked about it, too, is they could have done all of this instead of Schism. They built in the prelude to Schism. They built this up to this epic battle, and Scott and Logan were never going to see eye to eye again. Then when you get to Schism number five, the last five, six pages, it was the most amicable Schism on the planet. It was, <laughs> And I think you said something to this effect, Dale. It's, all right, well, if you change your mind, we'll be here, but yeah. we'll see you later. Take care. Call if you need anything. That's the only thing that was missing. Yeah, like they're really, I mean, it was kind of lame this, the way it was executed. Right. This and the undertones for each interaction Scott and Logan had with each X character and why each one chose to stay or go, I thought was really well mm-hmm. done. Um, I remember we talked about Schism 5 and I complained about Kubert's art in the last third. It was like super rushed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize, I think I mentioned it last week, but he's drawing the Thor spinoff of Fear Itself. So I'm wondering if he had to cut his time short on, on Schism to get right, that 7.2 Fear Itself out. One of the worst comics published in the last decade, Fear Itself. I thought Kubert's work on Schism Mark's 5 words. wasn't that bad. The it last, wasn't the up last to his ten usual pa- The last 10 pages were super rushed. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think of some of the reactions to of the x-men and when they were picking sides some of them they were really good the the emma frost one was awesome how she like toyed with uh cyclops about uh, going with wolverine and then staying yeah yeah that was good the uh i liked beast reaction because he's sleeping with agent brand and i guess he gets the call or something it's like yeah he's i like, don't have to hear you complain about what scott's done to the x-men anymore you can just go what a freak she is huh Sleeping with Beast? I know, right? She likes it furry and catty. Those furries. I wouldn't keep a dog around the house. Tell you that much. <laughs> you know, who knows? Uh, let's let's move it on. We're running out of tape. Regenesis. Um, last week, Just Dave talked about some really some really good stuff. You know, uh, lesbian death hounds, chainsaw <laughs> riding, babes in hell, some innuendo, and Fabio to the rescue. Let's just hope we can continue this tradition this week. Dave, what are you reading? Um, unfortunately, sorry to disappoint. Oh. We're going to go with Image, Sam, and Twitch. Oh. Both men. Okay. That's, okay. Still, that's still okay. Uh, Depends on this context. Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by Angel Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about these two, these two detectives that kind of get fed up with the corruption, I guess, that's going on around them. So they quit, open their own personal investigation firm or whatever. Don't get any calls. They're on, like, their last bit of money, and their old uh, their old boss comes in with their badges and kind of throws their badges down on the table and says... The whole the whole thing is corrupt. The whole department's corrupt. I need I, you know I I can't trust anybody. I want you two guys back. And no sooner does he do that than the power goes out in their private investigation office. So they take that as a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they grab their badges. They get back on the job. And immediately they go to a crime scene where it's a bunch of quote unquote Guidos. Oh, that are all murdered around this room. Yeah, and uh, Twitch goes into the bathroom and finds a little metal tray with four 
severed thumbs on it. Oh my god! So he asked the uh, medical uh, personnel there if uh, any of the victims have severed thumbs. None of them have severed thumbs. They all have their thumbs intact. They get the thumbs back to the coroner's uh, office, and she tells them that each thumb is from the same person, but each thumb, each thumb is uh, less. Let me see what they say here. the The basic biological cell structure of each thumb is less than the one before it. Jesus, to the point where the fourth thumb. She says, it's a thumb in shape only. It's barely more than a thumb of its genetic parts. It's bioplato. Oh, my God. So this is bizarre with these thumbs. I'm scared. So they almost immediately get called out to another crime scene. And they're like, well, why do we we have to go? Whoever whoever got it called in can take it. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, they want you there because there's four ears at this crime scene. So they get to the crime scene. And uh, it's another it's another uh, kind of thing where the whole it's at a diner and everybody's dead, and there's four ears, you know, lined up on the counter there. So. The so uh, their their boss tells them to to get out and get uh, get going. Mm-hmm. They go to a third crime scene. Is there toes? No. They, well, there is feet. There's one severed nose. Uh, John Bobbitt. Kind of deal. Oh my god! Um, but only one. So I I oh, thought that was kind of weird. I was expecting four, but um, they only found one. And then a woman says she saw a man with a white hat and a white trench coat come out of the place where the people were murdered. Hmm. And so they, while they're talking to the woman, they see this man in the alley past her. So they charge across the street, but in the traffic, they get caught up in traffic, and the guy gets away. Um, and that's, uh, that's when things quote unquote get really interesting. <laughs> right. Quote unquote. I mean, but that's, but that's the end of the, uh, that's the end of the issue. I mean, issue. I think it was pretty interesting up until they said it gets really interesting. Right. What yeah. Else? I think that's the kick there. Yeah. Well, what like, else uh, is left? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. It, it, it was pretty, it was pretty wild, but it, I, it, it definitely hooked me in. I, I definitely think I'm going to read the next one. Um, I was funny, funny about that, Sam and Twitch. Um, I was looking at through the LCS local comic shop, like their 50% off bin. And there was a trade of Sam and Twitch, but it was all in black and white. So I think maybe somebody went back and recolored it just for digital. Really? Maybe. Unless they're just, they just released a trade at black and white to make it cheaper. Maybe. I don't know. You're doing the question inflection on me right now and I don't like it. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a kind of a question. Like, why would they re-release it in black and white? Maybe there was another trade. That yeah, you don't know I, about. there might be another one. Because I mean, it it, it was says, that exact issue, though. It was that issue. Maybe they did. Well, a black no, yeah, because it does say 1999. Maybe was they, the original. Maybe they did digital a edition 2011. Black and white so version. Maybe they, yeah, maybe, maybe. they, you they know, colored they went back and they uh, wanted to do Bendis' out into a black and white. Yeah, color was much better. Sam and Twitch it. created by Todd McFarlane. Yeah, classic Spawn be characters. Nice, be nice if there were yeah. some Spawn uh, comics outside of Hellspawn hey, in the app, huh? Well, you never know. Maybe Sam and Twitch, that's how it's going to get that's interesting. That's how it starts. Maybe Spawn just swoops right down on them. Ruins the, ruins the book. Let's talk about another book. What is Cape? We've got time? Yeah. Oh, you know what? we got time. Yeah, we got time. 
Sweet. We have enough tape left. Make for, another round. For now. Uh, Wolverine. Loves beer. Wolverine At- uh, has finally hit the same day digital. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you realize this. So those Wolverine fans can... Uh, we rely on you for this news, Slim. Uh, you know, I'm in just, the biz. I'm ready to give it to you hard about this news. <laughs> hard news. Wolverine, same day. I'm taking Picargo's off right now. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, the X-Men line is going same day with Regenesis and uh, the new relaunch. So Wolverine uh, not getting a new number. It's at 17, so it's just uh, starting a new storyline you know someone has stolen his money that he's going to fund the school with so he needs to get after him find out who took his cash hey he's got to do it by himself uh ron garney makes his return to the store to the uh title you know he did the wolverine weapon x stuff um eh. he is all right eh. not a fan was it is it setting up the uh, the storyline of him going to get his money? Is that all this issue yeah, is? Yeah, he uh, he he goes. He's apparently in previous issues that I didn't read. Um, he he's now running the Chinese underworld, or he killed somebody that was running it and has now taken their place. Got to. I was very out of. I was very confused. That's that's a big jump from him just jumping down a mountain for a whole issue. Yeah, I can't remember when it happened. It might have happened, you know, maybe like in another storyline ages ago. Mm. Um, but now he's gone to where he kept that money and they're like, hey, you know, you run this biz now. And he's got like a little character, like a short round type character with him now that's kind of like his sidekick. Um, it's to appeal to the kids. And he leaves way. his girlfriend that, you know, one of my all-time favorite issues uh, Wolverine Weapon X 11, I think, uh, where, you know... Domino? <laughs> no, this 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 reporter, you know, where he's, like, you know, in love with this broad and great point one issue where she throws him a birthday party. Oh, I read that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That was a good one. So he's you know, saying goodbye to this chick because, you know, you've been reading a few Wolverine and she hasn't been in it at all since, you know, the, the re... Like, when he went to hell and back. Yeah. She's been out of it for a little bit. And they say, like, you know, maybe we should take some time apart while I can start this school because she doesn't want to go with him. I was kind of bummed that Ew. Aaron is kind of writing her out for a period of time. Um, I don't know. It's just, it reminds me of, like, old school Wolverine when he goes to Madripoor and gets into hijinks, you know, with the Japanese mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, this issue has a, has a dragon in it and a monkey. And uh, That's all eh. you need. I mean, eh, I'm not feeling it. Are you falling out of love with Wolverine as a character, or are you just not feeling the story? This is just, this feels like you know, Aaron can't have great stories to tell every month. It's got to be impossible well, to be a writer. Monkey, dragon, <laughs> short round, Wolverine. What else do you need? This is not appealing to me. No time for love, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but I just, I mean, Aaron is a great writer, and he and Wolverine the X Men is phenomenal. I would pay ten dollars for that issue. Um, but look out. Sorry. That was, that um, but me. this is just, you know, it just doesn't do anything for me. It's all right. Give it a few weeks. We'll I'll, all be. I'll take a break. We'll all be ready for it. When right. We'll let Wolverine and the X-Men <laughs> caress our loins. I mean, go to the comic shop and buy four issues of Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm ready. I'm telling I'm you ready. to do it right now. It's that good. We're giggling like little schoolgirls over here. Chris Bocciolo. You know, Mark loves him. 
He's wearing a Bocciolo t-shirt right now. Yes. Dear God, no. Stop lying. Um, Bocciolo socks. Is that your worst nightmare? Bocciolo drawing Wolverine? You hate both of them. Yeah, that just screams reasons not to pick it up. Actually, I'm I shouldn't gonna, lie. I'm going to buy Wolverine in the I'm going to buy three issues just to make up for your hate of the book. Go ahead. So really? it, you like whatever you're not buying, I'm going to buy two copies of. Go you ahead. won't. You yeah, won't well, do it. Well, I'll do it. Can't wait. I'm going to create another account on my <laughs> iPad just to buy two of them. Right. Spite buying? And I, I would do anything to spite you. The hell you would. Uh, could, uh, you could buy the issues in print at my local comic shop. Yeah, let's do that. Let's all go to the comic shop in Delaware. Sweet. Dot com. Mark, what are you reading? I am reading The Shade, a 12-issue miniseries by James Robinson and Cully Hamner. Now, anybody who's read the 1990s run of Starman by James Robinson knows that nobody has. He's no killed one. it. Yeah. Nah. That's an epic book. Wait, didn't Bocciolo draw The Shade? No. Come on now. I'm just, can someone, yeah, I think he, Cully I Hamner. actually think he did. Can, can someone pull up his... the app, if, if The Shade and the DC app? Are we talking about the book? The yes. comic book. Cully Hamner. Hamner. Hamner of the Cincinnati Hamner. Not, not, not maybe not this issue, but he <laughs> oh, had this a, is is this new? This is the one that just came out. Right. Oh, okay. He had a huge run in the nineties. Yeah, that's shade, where Bachelo started his name. I'm glad to see that you're supporting Bachelo. All comes was, around. All comes around. If you're done being wrong, it was Tony Harris. Anyway, <laughs> pull it up right now. It was a fantastic run, eighty one issue series. It was one of those series where James went into it with a start, middle, and end. Most of the people who read it like it. And to me, James Robinson is one of those writers that Starman was so good, I'll read anything he does just mm. to give it a shot. Didn't he do JSA? He did start off JSA with David Goyer. Then he left, and David Goyer and Jeff Johns did it. Goyer is the one who wrote... Um, Blade and Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Wasn't, what movie did he recently do? Didn't, wasn't he supposed to direct it, a movie? Was it Inception? No. It was something with Leo. I don't remember. I believe... What's, isn't James Robinson coming back and doing uh, another JSA? He is doing another JSA in the New 52. Hmm. Unfortunately, his run on Superman was no good. But No good? No. Read his JSA, The Golden Age. It's what happened in his Superman run? What was the storyline? That was during that time when Superman wasn't in it. And so it was when he was off on New Krypton. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, was it the... Monel. Oh, a Legion know. of Superheroes character was... Sounds terrible. It wasn't good. I tried to Anything like it. Anything with a Legion of Superheroes is generally uh, garbage, in my experience. Legion of Garbage Collectors. It's good. It's good. Uh, Bachelor was all over the shade. Really? One issues. One through 12? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for Okay. We might need to get a Farrington wiki. Mark, yeah. if you're done being wrong. <laughs> you just you just want to be right because you hate Bachelor and you're Show spiteful. me the app. Could you show it to me in the app, Can we get a wiki? After the show, because we're doing a live show here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in there. Um, the Shade. Starman. Shade. And Starman. Starshade. Flaccid man. <laughs> uh, did Mark start off the round? Are we, are we doing one full round and then we'll go... Uh, you yeah. started off. Did started I start off? off? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Dale... Uh, I don't get to get into the book. I just Oh, yeah. The Shade about the by title. Chris Bocciolo started. It's amazing already. Chris Bocciolo. What is, what is The Shade? What's his power? What's his deal? He's got some... They never really get into details about his power. Hmm. He's been around forever. He's been an immortal. He's been through every single big moment in DC history. He started off as a big Flash villain in the JSA age. And he kind of became mentor for the Jack Knight 90s Starman. It was a great run. In this, it kind of reads as a sequel to the Starman series. So if you like that, highly recommend that you check it out. It's a good epilogue story. It starts off with him in the middle of a midlife depression. 
and he's talking to one of his former starmen and the woman he loves saying that he's just depressed and they tell him he needs an adventure he needs to get out there meanwhile they've got assassins gunning for him book ends with him having a confrontation with deathstroke the terminator deathstroke chops off his hands and beheads him on the last page well then goodness it's a little bit more action-packed than a shade story you'd expect but it's still the same shade that james robinson wrote for nine years i don't expect anything from a shade story highly recommend it (laughs) i understand you will never pick it up but it's good oh that's cool he'll double spite you that's part of the new 52 right i mean that's a new book yep (laughs) highly recommend it i bet it gets canceled after three issues hey how about uh, how about alpha flight getting a eight issue limited series and then after the the fifth or sixth issue they announced that it's now going to be an ongoing issue eight isn't even out yet and it's been canceled I mean, I mean, what on poor. earth is happening? Those poor Canadians. They're just broke, probably broken up over up in uh, Whistler. I don't understand. BC. I mean, you sell 26,000 copies. I mean, what tells you that that's now going to be an ongoing? And then it drops another 20% up, cancel it. But that's the cool thing about Marvel. They will give anything a shot. They will publish the hell out of any given hero just that- to see if it'll take off. Like, remember when Bishop had his own series in the 90s? And that went for like three years. Didn't you say you were going to be Bishop for Halloween? No, I think, uh, isn't Feenster redoing our logos? Yeah, he was, he's was. he been working on that for, uh, I think, maybe yeah. maybe by episode 60 we'll get our episode 25 cover. Well, he banged Feenster. out all the good designs on Paper Keg he West. Did. So. He, uh, he he put a lot of time into those West papers. He's a busy guy. He's yeah, a he is. busy guy. He's like, his book. Paper Keg West did get all the love. Paper Keg West, our sister podcast, check it out, uh, paperkeg.com. They're doing it up. They're doing it up. I think they uh, have a new show. Actually, this is going to post later, so just ignore what I just said. Dale underscore A, what are you reading? Power Play number one. Hmm. Power Play number one. Power Play is a creator-owned book sold through Comixology, and there's some sort of joint venture happening. And it's a pretty fun book. Thanks, Dell. Uh, let's go on to Dave. <laughs> Jesus. I That's heard nice. about that book on uh, the Comixologist podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah no plug. No, don't plug that. Dave. I don't know what that is. Um, Power Play is uh, a, a book about a group of New York teenagers watching this reality show about some futuristic game where superheroes fight each other for a magic sash and <laughs> then you win money somehow. Yeah, it's like an under- underground uh fighting ring. It's like a X Games with super superheroes. I guess yeah. you could call it. Yeah, that's cute. Thank right. you. Um it is an interesting comic more so. I like the story was okay. I mean, the story eh. but the methods employed to take advantage of the cover view, as Comicsology would call it, if you're reading a Gui- regular guided, comic, guided view, patent pending, a guided view, yeah. If uh, if you're reading a guided view comic on Comicsology, the pages will go, it'll go panel by panel on a page, the way the story kind of should be read. So it'll give you one panel at a time. And these guys that created this power play really catered the comic to the guided view format. So even when you open it on your iPad, where other comics will default to the page-by-page view. If you read comics on your iPad, this one defaults to the guided view because it's really the only way you can read the comic. Mm -hmm. And it's it's 
the the methods employed to tell the story with it is is actually really kind of inventive and you can kind of see where um this is the first real it's the first real i don't know vision that creators have when using this technology yeah whereas you know other comics are just scanned in page by page and you have the guided view authors kind of kind of pushing your views along as you read these guys envision this comic to use the guided view and it really actually it's tough to describe but it really take it takes advantage of it well and yeah, the, you should really um, check it out because of that the creator is Riley Brown he, you know he drew Spider-Man uh very recently and mm-hmm. and Kurt Christensen wrote it but the cool thing is um when you open it up it's all guided view so there's no full page view like Dale said but some panels are like identical, so when you when you swipe to go to the next panel, it almost looks like a frame by frame animation, right? Because only where only the facial cat- expression may be changed, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a great, cool way to experiment with the the format. And it's the first time uh, that someone's ever really super take advantage of. There's another comic called Valentine that does it, um, but this one, you know, it's ninety nine cents in the app. There's a free preview in the app, but it's it's a it's a great idea. Yeah, for that, I, I mean, I, I really got to give these props, guys props if they uh, if they had thought about this from the get go. I mean, that's it's just a really cool, and you can see kind of the future of it's a, it's not a, a motion stop stop motion comic, but it's it's cool just because it's a different way of telling their story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's a it's a meaty issue for a ninety nine cents. It's it says it's fifty one pages, but it's only because sometimes you're only looking at one pane at a time. Right. But it's I mean it's worth ninety nine cents. It's worth checking out the uh, the free preview. But the whole the story as a whole is really employs the uh, the methods of navigating the pages really well. So check it out. I, I liked it. Just Dave, you've uh, you've usurped Jonesy's throne on the show. Man. Wasn't difficult. Um, from his faltering hand, <laughs> you have taken. The Torch. What are you reading? I'm reading The Middleman from Viper Comics. Viper oh. Comics. They're not yeah. a sponsor of the show, are they? I know. No, but uh, yeah, I, I Maybe. Talk, yeah, I talked to I talked about one of theirs last week. Uh-huh. Um so The Middleman. This had it had a very um fear agent kind of feel to I it. I love it. Already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh but set on Earth. Um it's about this guy, the middleman, I guess. Um, and it opens with this woman at a, uh, DNA laboratory and she's, she's the receptionist. She's just answering the phone. She got their, uh, a temp job there. And, uh, this horrible mutant alien like crashes through the wall behind her and is like, it's like assimilating scientists and everything like into it. It's this huge mutant thing. So she has no idea what to do. So then, so then, out of nowhere, you know she's about to be assimilated, know, d- yeah, destroyed by this thing, anally probed. <laughs> and the middleman, the title character, blasts in, blasts this thing to bits, and then pretty much tells her, "This never happened. Don't if you know when the when the cops show up, don't tell anything about me, or I'll have to kill you." Wow. So you know what? I think I read this. Yeah, so then she's uh she's talking to the people there and she basically tells them that or he tells her to tell him it was like a gas main explosion or something like that. 
Typical. Because because they're not going to believe you even if you tell them what really happened. So then the she's talking with her HR rep and uh, she, Mark she's Farrington. saying <laughs> she's saying that a polished silver Zippo lighter with a DC three airplane engraving is what caused the the fire, which is what she was playing with earlier mm. in the issue. Hmm. So anyway, long story short, she gets fired from this job, and then when she gets home. Her roommate tells her that this other temp agency wants to see her right away. So she runs out to this other temp agency to get a job, um, passes all their tests, and then and then at the end of the issue, it turns out that her new temp job is working for none other than the middleman. Oh, wow. Geez. So I liked it. It was, uh, like I said, it kind of had like a fear agent didn't take itself super seriously kind of feel to it and uh, and even the art kind of this is black this black and white black and white mm. and i and i was telling you this the other day i have never ever read a black and white comic that i didn't like i don't know what it is it might be a scientific fact that it, there, it might be. there's never been a bad black and white comic analyze my brain i love all black and white comics usagi yojimbo Mm-hmm. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good one. It was a good one, though. Check it out if you liked uh, Fear Agent. I think you might dig it. Cool. Amazing. Let's, like it. If if we can. Okay. We're running at it. We, I mean, we've got... Oh, boy. We barely have any time to talk about Dracula. Just the way you planned it. Um, <laughs> we need to hurry and go into the lightning round. Um, I'll make it easy on you. I have no book for the lightning right, round. that's fine. We can... We can get into the lightning round right now, Mark. I'll go first. Kick it. <laughs> Xenoholics by Image Comics. Yeah. Um, think Alcoholics Anonymous, but with alien abductees. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Tell me one more sentence. For the lightning round. An alien invasion has occurred how will these xenoholics react mm. I like it interesting concept some fun art in that one so, two sentences Mark Farrington former DC historian now homeless vagrant what are you reading Justice League number two Jeff Johns and Jim Lee Batman, Green Lantern, and Flash versus Superman. Fantastic art, but not the Justice League I know and love. So sad. Oh, man. (laughs) I feel a tear coming down my cheek. (laughs) Don't go breaking my heart. (laughs) I uh, I have nothing to add to that. Kept it in two? Yeah, you did great. I appreciate that. That's all we asked for. Uh, He's been called Internet Pariah. Dale underscore A. <laughs> Lightning round. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sentence. Astounding Wolfman. For the Halloween celebration, I chose this book. It is... Well worth the read and the time you put into it. <laughs> Comma. Happy Halloween. 
falling asleep over here. Could be one of the worst ones we've ever had, is the lightning <laughs> round, but also one of the greatest. Uh, let's get into it. One of... <laughs> I don't know. Dale just makes a stewing I'm face. still formulating two sentences, even though I just said two pieces of crap came out of my mouth. Um, the Complete Dracula uh, by Dynamite uh, is the publisher. Uh, this book... Uh, five issues, some meaty books. Meaty. Meaty. 38 meaty. pages at least, each one. You get your money's worth, yes. my friends. Um, it's in the apps, if you're, if you're into that. It's a free preview. Straight adapt- adaptation. Of the, the Brom Stokers, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, adaptation, you know, taken from the source materials. Uh, the art has a very... The Raza vibe, in terms of uh, artwork, you know, uh, yeah, I would say digital paint, digital paint, but with a heavy sense of realism. Mm-hmm. I prefer the Raza's work, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Um, direct adaptation, you know, very heavy in the dialogue. Um, it feels like at certain points it's lifted. Uh, so it 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 tells the story of the novel. Um, in five issues, and it tries to rework some of the sections to make it more uh, linear in terms of time. Um, I don't remember seeing the movie, uh, the the infamous movie. Yeah, I've only seen bits and pieces when uh, we had one of those cable boxes where you could just get everything, and it was always on pay-per-view when I was a kid, (sighs) and I only watched like a quarter of it. To see when the naked lady showed up. Yeah, and then I... You, exited you, <laughs> stage left <laughs> um, I'll be honest when uh, Dale recommended me you know I snatched it up in the app recommended this as the book club first page I just went Ugh, with the art style I was just wasn't I wasn't in the mood for it for this for this book um, yeah the the Dracula head on the cover of the book I would have liked that art style way I, better I mean than John Cassidy yeah. you know yeah, yeah, cover yeah. artist extraordinaire you know, he's another J. Scott Campbell at guy, this point. A guy will dupe you into reading a book at any <laughs> he, point in I time. Mean, he duped us so hard, yeah. it's not even funny. Oh, we got bamboozled on this book. <laughs> I got one good thing to say about that art. Uh-huh. Early in the beginning when that Harker guy was traveling through Transylvania with the snow falling. Yeah. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. There was, it was engaging. There was a couple was scenes that were very gorgeous. Uh, unfortunately, he had to leave um, the book for two issues. So he only did one, two, and five. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I noticed that the art style went down about thirty notches um, for the for the the two issues near the end. Uh, so okay, so what do we got? We have uh, a whole, terrible book is what we have. Whole, no. Terrible book. I can't terrible. stress it enough. Awful, no. awful, it, awful, it awful. Not I didn't even finish book. it. Because you can't read. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like the pictures. It was, it was a long book. I, I like was, I had to stay up late and read on my lunch hour today. I had no expectations that this book was going to be as big as it was. Uh, it was I'm like five oh issues. Let's God. knock it out, boys. And then it's like 200 five. pages. Yeah, it was awful. It, yeah. it was like there was no like. See, I was unfamiliar with whatever it was. Right. So yeah, I was so like, was I. so I was like, all right, Dracula. Of all, like, the classic movie monsters, he's probably my favorite, so I'll enjoy it. And, like, I was expecting at least some 
action, and it was like the action to exposition ratio was like less than one to thirty. Oh yeah, it was it was just a just droning on. And on. Dr- I'm like, where is the blood sucking? <laughs> no, bitches. no, you're actually. I think you're. I hadn't thought about it that way. There, there was something missing from the book, and I I definitely associated that with the last encounter with Dracula. But that's true. It was a running theme through the whole book. There just wasn't any action. It was a lot more, like, I think what they tried to do was impose more, like, thriller, terror, you're not going to know what's going to happen next kind of feel without Mm -hmm. any action. But there really just wasn't, I wasn't on the edge of my seat at any moment. I couldn't get into the emotion that they were trying to get me to feel when they were just reading the diary entries. Yeah, that got tedious. And the Van Helsing, uh, side note, I just remembered that Hugh Jackman was Van Helsing in a movie. Yeah, like, which actually, Kate I thought, like I thought it might, like I saw Van Helsing and I was like, that had, that was like an action movie. Maybe it'll start to pick up here. I and it was like he movie. was just a doctor. What, how many years ago was that movie? That was like mm, 2002, seven. 2003, around Ages there. Ages ago, huh? It was a while ago. Should've you guys ever see that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons where Bart goes to Camp Krusty and all throughout the episode he's going, Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming. When he realizes he's not coming, he gets pissed and revolts. That's how I felt with this book. I'm reading each issue like, okay, it's a drag. It's slow as hell. Dracula's got to be coming. This is going to be good. We got Van Helsing. There's going to be a big fight. All right. Issue two is still slow, but it's just going to be one hell of a bloodbath. Get to issue five. I'm like, that was it? I just wasted effing three hours of my life on this? And and to the, to the adaptation, like I can't fault the writers. Maybe you can fault the source material, but. Yeah, that's what I wanted when to say. When Jonathan, is it Harkness? Jonathan yeah. Hark? Harker? Harkins. Harker? Harker. Um, Harker. See, I was so out of it. I don't remember the guy's name. But when he goes to the castle and he's with uh, Dracula and he's kind of, he just, you know, the scene where he doesn't have a reflection and he's freaked out by um, the cross, which is mentioned, but I don't even remember that in the comic. Um, and then he sees him crawling up the wall, which is the famous <laughs> yeah. scene. And it's just kind of like he's, it gets to a point where he gets there and then realizes he's Dracula in not so many words, and then it just accepts that and he's miserable. And that's yeah. like the one issue <laughs> yeah. that happens. There's really no feeling that this guy's a prisoner, but in his dialogue, in his diary, he mentions that he's a prisoner, but I never got that feeling once that he was a prisoner. And and what was his leave. job? He was a solicitor? Oh, I don't even remember. I he was even... there. I think he was just there to teach Dracula the ways of the English, like right. methods, yeah, like... politics, you know, <laughs> and things teacher. like that. And I think I, I do want to say that like I'll never have to read the actual Bram Stoker book now because if this is a faithful adaptation, maybe one of the listeners can elaborate. I mean, the books are just boring. Uh-huh. Like it's yeah. got to be. Um, I mean, in terms of um, using the source material to turn it into a comic, you know, maybe they did a fantastic job, but it didn't make for a comic yeah, that I would want to read. Maybe the source material sucked to begin no, with. No, yeah, you're exactly right. It, I mean, yeah, if, it definitely didn't translate. If they well. tried staying faithful, it was like maybe a big nod to the book, but not for anybody that the fans, like the fans, just won't want to read. Yeah, it, you, you would, no you, matter how faithful it is. Yeah, you would. Like, you ha- have you to would be have real. To, you'd have to know. You'd have to know going in. Yeah. What you what it's going to be because, like I said, I I didn't know what it was going to be, and when I hear Dracula. I'm thinking blood sucking vampire like Oh yeah, lesbian yeah, I mean, lesbian vampires. Lesbian hounds. Yeah, you know. Is it, possible, there was none of that. Is it possible for us to undersell this book enough? I've had like two good points in my notes about it, and each one revolved around me thinking, Okay, 
this character is in it, so this is where it's going to be good. Or maybe it's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie where, okay, it's a slow build, but eventually we're going to get a payoff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come from left field, and there was none. I do like how, I mean, I don't like how it was, it was text-heavy, but I guess the, there'd be no other way to tell yeah, such, well, a, yeah, I mean, such a novel. When it's diary entries or whatever, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's not a whole lot you can it do was, there. I thought it was interesting how they were able to move the story along just by diary entries alone. There wasn't much actual dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um I thought at the end of the first book, uh, when they showed the shipwreck or the captain tied mm-hmm. to the wheel, I thought yeah. that was going to be Hark. Or I thought that was Hark escaping. Oh, Did they yeah, ever yeah. tell you how he escaped in the first place? No, I think he just leaves. I thought that I was, think oh, Dracula no, he leaves. Say he climbs. He climbs over the wall. Oh, yeah, because no. he wasn't. Because he remember he. Oh, because the gypsies come. Remember he says he says he knew when his night was coming and he wasn't going to wait yeah, for it, yeah, so he that. climbed over the wall and left. Oh, I don't remember that part. I was so confused. I could have been skipping ahead. Yeah, that I probably only remember it because it's one of the last things I read before I just gave up. I thought it was cool that in the two adaptations of Van Helsing I've ever seen, he's like the most confident guy in the room. He could kill Godzilla if he wanted to. But in this one, he's doubting himself. He's showing a little bit of fear. Yeah, there, So I thought that lent itself to an there, upcoming battle. There were some cool scenes where the internal monologue slash diary uh, – you know, they said that he was like afraid for the first time. He's like, "Oh dear Lord, I'm afraid." And some of the some of that stuff was well written. I don't know if those were direct quotes from the book, but it was and it was a lot of it was just a lot of like old English. Dude. Yeah, I, I don't do he well old, with that either. He yeah. old English friend Jonathan or Jonathan friend or whatever he was calling him. <laughs> yeah, I think this book would actually do pretty well in a college class that does comics and literature, like Drexel University does, because it's by definition a graphic novel but obviously it's really heavy on the source material so you're not yeah. picking this up like an issue of superman mm. yeah i'd Certainly be interested not. i'd be interested to hear what somebody who was like a literary an intellectual not... yeah yeah <laughs> one of them they're intellectuals yeah one of those fancy ones fancy lads get out of here uh that's uh dracula that's that Halloween, was jokers it's had winter written nowhere on it that could have been tried. i mean next what was the other I'm trying to think of what our shortest book club segments were that, that was you right think that was there. it? Buffy that Keg was pretty short from the sound Buffy of it, Buffy Keg was short. It's um, because nobody knew what was going on. My wife knew it was going to be like that. She's like, they don't know what it is. They're not going to yeah, be we able went to through, watch the we thing. We went through hell trying to pick that book. It was one yeah. of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah. Trying through to get the Twitter a straight feed. answer out of somebody. Yeah. Buffy Keg was pretty popular, it looked like. It, it could have been our most popular show. Wow. Ever. It may have been. Beth Corto was rumored to be having eight spinoff podcasts. Super fan. Yo, she killed it on the uh, lightning round, though. Most grammatically impressive lightning round ever. She's a smart gal. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. She just, she just can't recommend book club books. <laughs> but <laughs> the combined recommending power of Mark Farrington and Beth Corto <laughs> right. is, so, is something that won't soon be matched. <laughs> what did I recommend? Uh, we, we got, we're running out of time, Mark. we got to move on. I'm oh, sorry. yeah, Truth, the one we liked. Except that. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. When Mark laughed at the gas chambers. Oh, yeah. Chuckle. To you. Man, there's people dying in the gas chambers. Remember that? <laughs> One of Mark's favorite scenes in comic history. Absolutely. You, you want the gas chambers? Check the tapes. It's usually when white folks are getting beaten up. Oh, my heavens. Uh, Mark doesn't speak for paper cake. He speaks for yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, letters at papercake.com. Shoot us an email. If uh, Mark deems it worthy, he'll read it on the show. We got no letters regarding missing 
Jonesy per your request from last that episode. That means that people. Oh my gosh, no. That that does mean that people would rather have Dave on the show. Wow. Uh, according, I, I feel the love. The rules. I so, feel the love. Jonesy, Jonesy, we had a good run. Jonesy, uh, no, don't listen to this. Thirty episodes. Jonesy, don't we say goodbye to him like every other episode now? You know, maybe you can start a podcast with at Fiendsta and uh, at Don Garvey. Yeah. Quick one coming from Darren saying, "When are the shirts happening? I'll DM you my address." Paper cake shirts? Yeah, we haven't talked about that in a while. Let's talk about it right we now. We haven't. Uh, it's been thirty episodes. Do you think we would have a shirt? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> we can get a Fiendsta picture as a shirt. Yeah, um, I mean, you have the logo. We do have That's, a pretty amazing logo. Yeah, yeah it is a good one. I'd wear it. There's one of the four of us in our Fiendsta characters sitting there in front of a mic. Yeah, I, I, forgot, I forgot about that. That won't look good on the back of a t-shirt. I, you know, it gets expensive I, when, I you, like when you add like backs. The, the solid red logo. I, I do like yeah. that, too. On a plain white tee, I'd wear the S out of that. I don't like white t-shirts. So, Darren, to answer your question... Stains, but T-shirts will happen Whatever. as soon as we agree on what they will be. Yeah, we oh, need a. Dem- I mean, there's things. Not that we just need a, an outlet to give them to people or sell them and, and stuff. It's just I think and um, that's code name. Our that's, brains can't. Think that's code that speak right for now. we need someone to make them for free for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you, get on it. You know, I think I'll get this, on it. doesn't X Egan do T-shirts or something? Yeah, I think so. He made one, didn't he? Get him on it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I guess he's just wearing it. Probably is. Probably, Probably changing his oil in it. <laughs> All right, next one's from Catcher saying, I went to the comic shop to pick up new Swamp Thing and Stormwatch. All my other picks were sold out, and Stormwatch was actually very good. When I left, I found a preview of a new Marvel series in my bag, Season 1. Have you guys heard or seen anything about these redundant Marvel Season 1 books? How many times do you think people want to read a Spider-Man slash FF slash X-Men slash insert a trendy origin title? I like new stories not reached. What about you guys? Good question. Um, I mean, I don't know why season one exists. You have Ultimate X Men. I mean, you could put that out there as a trade. I'm pretty sure it's already yeah. a trade. Uh, I guess if they they maybe they just want a hipper looking Uncanny X Men number one that's not drawn by is it Ditko or Kirby? Yeah, that, day. yeah, that pro- it's got to be what Ditko. it is. And it's somebody who was that on that book? Stanley and Ditko. No, in the season one. Was, I don't uh, even know who the uh, it's uh the Jamie McKelvey is doing art for the X Men yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Is Chris right. Gage writing one? I don't know. But uh, Spider Man has one. Daredevil has one, and Daredevil's wearing the old uniform. Fantastic Four has one. The fan- the art in Fantastic Four is actually really good. I'm gonna uh, pick that up. It's I, wacky. I don't know. Couldn't agree more with Catcher. These rehashed origin stories every nine to twelve months is getting a little bit redundant and unnecessary. And they showed uh, Jamie McKelvey posted on a Tumblr some designs that were rejected for the X-Men uniform. They were kind of like modernized boots, mm-hmm. and they still just went with the regular goofy-looking Captain America boots. You know, it's not like present day. They're still wearing goofy outfits. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's weird. It. I mean, there's Marvel's always looking at the angle to always looking at the angle to pick up new readers, and this is probably just a, a way for you know a new reader to read rehash stuff I mean they do it all the time with the reprints and stuff so I don't know they got the scratch I mean hopefully it's not putting creative teams and, and original stories out of work I'm sure it is but uh, you know it stinks it's uh, I don't, like I don't get it I don't get it Mark but you know what they're gonna keep doing it it's inevitable well they gotta do something they lay off all those people yeah so okay. I know Dale didn't want to talk about it but Occupy Marvel. 
What do you think? Win column, Dale? Win column. Win column? Uh, right Wynn up column. until the book club. Do you say uh, good or great? Uh, just good. Great. I mean, it's not... Nah, come on, it ain't. It, that just because great. we pick the winners, we pick losers of book club. It was a Halloween book. It's nah, still a winner right. podcast. I had a good time. We handled the we handled Dracula's as best we could. Congratulations True. to Just True. Dave. Just Dave, man. Setting <sighs> setting another new record for guest host spots on the show. Amazing, Thank Dave. You. Amazing. I've had a great time. Always good to have you. Mark. Single tear. Thanks for having us in your humble abode. Pleasure as always, fellas. Pleasure as always. We'll see everybody next week. I'd like some week. food next time. Peace and help. Peace.